Welcome to the Always Evolving Podcast. This is a podcast about living an awake, aware, conscious life. If it helps to evolve us as individuals, we will likely cover it at some point on this podcast. Because after all, we are always evolving and in all ways. I'm your host, Erica Boucher. Hello, Erica here, and boy, has it been an interesting weekend. As I am recording this podcast, it's Monday morning after the tumultuous election that took several days for us to really finally get a conclusive answer on, and I have a lot to share about this. Today, I thought I'd start by telling you about my weekend and This will segue very nicely into the topic of this podcast, which is five ways that our minds are being influenced every single day. And in light of the political climate and how divided this country, the United States, seems to be right now, it feels like a very timely subject. But I want to start by telling you about my weekend. On Sunday morning, I got the news that Biden had been elected president just as I was slipping into my kayak for a two-day kayaking and camping trip that I was taking with friends. This is a trip that would take me out of cell range for most of the weekend. I didn't realize this, but I had just gotten the information that Biden was elected and slipped into my kayak and almost immediately lost cell coverage. And so that was probably a blessing in disguise. After hearing the news, I and my adventure mates floated leisurely along the beautiful Itchituckney Springs, a unique spring-fed river that eventually dropped us into the Santa Fe River in North Florida. And if you haven't experienced it yet, it definitely deserves a spot on your Florida to-do list. The water was clear and cool, the temperature was comfortable in the high 70s, and a brief light rain that drizzled down upon us for a few minutes felt like this wonderfully refreshing shower from heaven. It was a spectacular day. That night, we camped on the banks of the Santa Fe, and then on Sunday morning, had our coffee, sitting around the campfire, one of my ultimate favorite things to do in life, before eventually slipping back into our kayaks and continuing our float downstream on the Santa Fe River for another nine miles or so. And along the way, we stopped to visit and swim in some of the 15 natural springs we encountered along the way. That along with about a half a dozen fun little rapids, really kept that trip interesting and engaging on all levels. It really helped keep us in the moment. It was just magical. At one point, as I drifted along, allowing the river to nudge me downstream, I noticed that I was breathing easier and feeling more relaxed than I had in a really long time. Everyone we encountered, even people whizzing by in their motorboats, waved 
and seemed to be more relaxed. There was simply less of an edge. It felt like there was less friction in the air. And I know I wasn't the only one that noticed this because everybody in my party commented on it. Yet, as suspected, when I returned to cell range and checked back in, the country seemed as divided as ever. And that brings me to the point of this podcast. How is it that half of this country is in mourning and the other half is jubilant, feeling like we just dodged a major bullet? If we each individually don't take the time to do our own inner work, embarking on a journey of self-discovery to understand who we are and why we think the way we do, we may always be a pawn in somebody else's game. Because until we know what triggers us and what our blind spots are, how can we be sure we aren't being played? That some person or idea outside of ourselves isn't plucking our emotional strings, manipulating us for their own gains. While Biden may have won this election, what's clear is the extent to which at least half of this country has been brainwashed. The question is, which half? I would venture to say the answer is both. At a very early age, we came into this world wide open, pure love, innocence, and connection, seeking to experience more of itself. Then, the world outside of us started telling us who we are, what to think, and how the world works. For most people, there was no urging for us to explore and discover who we are. We were told. We were told by our neighbors. We were told by our government. We were told by our religious leaders, our neighbors, our parents, the media. Not that they were necessarily doing this maliciously. They were just passing along the information that they had been given, the very same conditioning to which they had been exposed. So now we have a world of humans who have been taught what to think and not how to think for themselves. We all have our blind spots, so it's easy to assume that it's the other person who is brainwashed, that it's the other person who's wrong, that it's the other person who just doesn't get it. But how can we be so sure? How can we be so cocky and arrogant to assume that we aren't operating within a false narrative or construct of our own? First, I think what the situation calls for right now is humility on all of our parts. It's time for us to acknowledge that there are larger forces at play here, and their power is dependent upon getting us to believe in and follow them. Now, if you haven't already checked out 
episode 36 of this podcast on cults and how they operate. This is a really good time to make a note of that and consider checking it out. It's quite enlightening and definitely worth a listen. Second, this is a really good time to talk about the five ways your mind is being influenced every day, specifically your subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is stronger than the conscious mind. And the subconscious mind is the emotional mind. It's the part of the mind that gets emotionally triggered. And then the conscious mind tries to make sense of that triggered feeling and comes up with a narrative, a story to help us do that. If we aren't easily able to come up with that story, then there's usually a political party or a media outlet that is willing to do it for us. The human mind operating the way it does almost always comes up with a story that has us being right and the other being wrong. It's the subconscious emotional mind that is driving us. It's driving our thoughts. It's driving our emotions. It's driving our behavior and our habits. It's even driving our physical health because every mental impression has a physical expression in the body. Think about that for a minute. Every single thought you have has a physical expression in your body. This could be muscles tightening, your breath restricting, hands clenching, blood pressure raising. All of this takes place in the body, and the conscious mind is trying to make sense of it all. Due to the way our minds have been conditioned, we look for something to blame. That's the way the human mind has been programmed to operate. It's us versus them, right versus wrong, perpetrator and victim. We almost always blame the other person. Unless your self-esteem is really, really low, then you might be more inclined to assume that you are wrong and the other person is right. But even then, if somebody comes along and gives you a compelling enough story and reason to believe that the other person is to blame, that sure is a relief to our fragile human egos. In order to empower ourselves with self-knowledge, let's look at the five ways that the human subconscious mind is conditioned. The first one is repetition. Given enough repetition, the subconscious mind eventually starts to believe that what it is hearing is true. So, if a political party and media outlet repeats a concept or idea enough times, there's a point at which you simply start to accept it as if it's fact, as if it's true. Repetition is one of the most powerful ways to influence the human subconscious mind. Knowing this, people can use that against us unless we start to become conscious and aware of how our own minds work. This 
repetition, this idea that repetition is one of the ways that the subconscious mind is conditioned, can also work in our favor. Because if we repeat a phrase, an affirmation, or if we keep holding a positive vision in our minds often enough, the subconscious mind starts to believe that it's true. And the subconscious mind is more powerful than the conscious mind. So if you tell yourself that you are abundant and you hold visions of abundance in your mind and you're constantly repeating and believing in your body that I am abundant, I am abundant. Money and opportunities flow to me frequently. If you keep repeating that, eventually your subconscious mind starts to believe it. These five ways the subconscious mind is conditioned, as in anything else in life, it's, there's no light without shadow, right? So this can be used for good and it can be used for bad. It can be used as a powerful tool for your own mind and it can be used against you if you don't know and understand your own mind. So that's number one, repetition. Number two, identification with a group. A lot of people in this election have gotten a sense of identity from belonging to a group. And by doing that, it has influenced the way their subconscious mind thinks. They have adopted the thinking, the emotions, the perspective, and the beliefs that that group has. This is also known as groupthink. And it's alive and well in this country today. It's alive and well all the time. You may have remembered when you were a kid, maybe there was a group of friends that you were hanging out with and your parents were concerned that maybe they weren't the best influence because they know we are influenced by the groups that we surround ourselves with. So if you're wanting to have a happy, healthy, prosperous life, then the best way to support yourself in that is to surround yourself with people of like mind. Because eventually they start mirroring things back to you and it goes along with repetition. If they're saying things and repeating things and you're getting this constant reminder from the group that you're surrounding yourself, it influences you. And you start to feel the sense of reinforcement by the group. You are not alone in your thinking. So identification with a group is one of the ways that the human subconscious mind is conditioned. And so it's very wise to choose your friends wisely, to be conscious of what you're surrounding yourself with. If you're surrounding yourself with angry, militant, militia men, (laughs) you're probably going to start sliding in the direction of that. If you surround yourself with people that are fun-loving and happy and forgiving and joyful and they're just about having the best experience of life, they want to live their best lives possible, 
then you're probably going to start sliding in the direction of that. So identification with a group, that's number two. Number three, ideas presented by authority figures. And again, this is where the media, if we believe the media is giving us the information that we need, if we trust that media outlet, we're taking it in. We're not even questioning it. And in fact, if there are two different media outlets saying two different things, whichever one you've decided you trust, that's the one you're going to believe. But also religious leaders, teachers, anybody that you deem to be an authority figure has a powerful influence on your subconscious mind. And this is why it's helpful sometimes to find a teacher or a guide that can kind of help show you the way. They can, they can enlighten you by showing you a path to where it is that you ultimately want to go. But again, as with anything else, this is a, this is a double-sided coin, right? This could be a good thing and it could be a negative thing. If that authority figure has your best interests at heart, then it could be good for you. If this authority figure has their own self-serving interests at heart and you acquiesce and give over your ability to think for yourself and think independently, you could get into trouble. That could get you into trouble. This is one of the things I talk about in episode 36 of this podcast on cults and how they work. So it's important to recognize that authority figures are teachers or guides, but they are not the absolute truth. And it's okay to question authority. It's okay to question what you're being told. In fact, it's healthy to cultivate what I call a healthy skepticism. It's wise to cultivate a healthy skepticism. You want to make sure that at the end of the day, you are doing your own thinking. Okay, moving on. The fourth way that the human subconscious mind is conditioned is through intense emotion. Remember this, when emotion is flowing, the subconscious mind is wide open. When emotion is flowing, the subconscious mind is wide open. Remember, the subconscious mind is your emotional mind. And so if somebody can get you feeling an intense emotion, if they can get you to feel triggered in some way, they can probably get you to act and behave in a certain way. So we have seen politicians and media outlets and religious leaders and all kinds of people triggering others by making them afraid, using fear, using anger, getting them to feel angry. Fear and anger, really powerful motivators. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work in our best interests when we are reacting to those motivators. This is why it's so incredibly important to be emotionally intelligent, to understand 
how your emotions work, how valuable they are, the the role they play in your life. Your emotions always have a message for you. They are here to inform and inspire. However, I want you to make sure that you are excavating your way through your triggers so that you really get to the core truth of who you are. So you are not being played. Again, if you don't know yourself, what your triggers are, what your hot buttons are, and how your mind works, and where your own beliefs came from and your self-concept came from, how can you be sure you're not being manipulated? This is why I want to share this information with you because knowledge is power. And I want you to know yourself. I want you to be empowered with self-knowledge. Remember, when emotion is flowing, the subconscious mind is wide open. So be careful who you give the power to, to trigger you and influence you emotionally. And the fifth way the subconscious mind is influenced is through hypnosis. And in truth, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. All hypnosis means is that your conscious mind gets so lulled into a sense of complacency or safety or comfort or relaxation or confusion. Basically, what it means is Your conscious mind is effectively moved aside like a curtain so that there is access to your subconscious mind. And there are really powerful, incredible marketers out there who know exactly how to do that. They know how to access your subconscious mind by overwhelming you with emotion or creating a sense of confusion. So recognizing that your subconscious mind is your emotional mind. It thinks in terms of imagery and metaphors. So symbolism works well. Imagery works well. Emotions work well. Anything that can get you out of your analytical, critical thinking mind, which is your conscious mind, anything that can get you out of that and get you feeling incredible emotion, rage, anger, fear, that could be one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum could be joy, enthusiasm, excitement, right? You want to know, you want to understand how your mind is influenced so that you are able to be the guard at the gate so that you are able to consciously choose what you are letting in. So let me quickly review the five ways that the subconscious mind is conditioned. Number one, repetition. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Number two, identification with a group. Number three, Ideas presented by authority figures. Number four, intense emotion. 
and number five, hypnosis. So in the end, how do you know? How do you check in with yourself to find out if you're reacting, thinking, and choosing from a triggered place? How do you know when you're being a pawn and playing out somebody else's agenda? Or when you are coming from a place of conscious consideration and intention? How do you know? If we peel away the layers of all of the conditioning and programming to which we've been exposed, what we are left with is the same authentic truth we came into this world as, that we are love, that we are one, one with each other and one with nature, and that we are all connected. What we do to others, we do to ourselves. We really are all in this together. So when everything is convoluted and messy, when there's conflict and strife all around, I like to check in with myself and ask myself these questions. What would love do? Is this coming from love? Is this creating more connection and unity? Or is this fostering more separation and isolation? Does this put me in a position of dominating someone or something, other people, nature? Or does this put me in synchronistic harmony with those things? Are the words coming out of my mouth, the thoughts I'm thinking, and the feelings in my body in alignment with love, connection, empathy, and the understanding that we are all in this together, that we are actually one? As with anything else in life, it's a choice. And I don't know about you, but I'm choosing unity over division, love over hate, synchronicity with the environment rather than dominance over it, and faith in my fellow humans. I hope this podcast has been helpful. For your convenience, I'm going to put these questions in the show notes in case you want to refer back to them. And it might be wise to print them out and use them as a journal exercise that you return to frequently to keep checking with in with yourself. Is this coming from love? Is this creating connection and unity or is this creating isolation and separation? Is this putting me in a position of dominating someone or something? Or is it putting me in synchronistic harmony? with those things? Are the words coming out of my mouth, the thoughts I'm thinking and the feelings in my body in alignment with love, connection, and empathy, and the understanding that we're all in this together and that we are actually one? These are wonderful questions to use to check in with yourself and make sure that you are living from this core truth of who you are in alignment with the core truth of who you are. As with anything else in life, it's a choice. And our lives are a product of the choices that we make. Choose wisely.
If you want to take a deeper dive, if you want to begin a journey of self-discovery, where you start to really peel away the layers to the truth of who you are, to start looking at all of the social conditioning to which you've been exposed, if you want to understand where your self-concept came from and really get in touch with the core truth of who you are, if you want to be able to easily answer the questions, who am I and why am I here? Consider getting your hands on a copy of my book, Showing Up Naked. That's exactly the purpose behind that book. It is designed to take you on a guided journey of self-discovery, to get you in touch with your own deep inner truth. It's not about my truth. It's about you tapping into yours. And it's packed with journal exercises and meditations designed to help you start skimming through everything to which you've been exposed and deciding for yourself what's real. It's about thinking for yourself. It's about knowing yourself because again, knowledge is power. Empower yourself. Go to showingupnaked.com. And thank you so much for tuning in today. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of Always Evolving. Please feel free to share this episode with anyone you think might appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this podcast, let me know by leaving me a five-star rating. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, keep evolving.